0: Hello there, and thanks for joining the Psychology Report. What's going on in our country? Tonight, I'd like to discuss some of the issues related to our current culture, our current society. We are in a tough spot. We are in a nation now in civil war. Civil war has been developing over the past ten years, certainly. Certainly. Now, behaviors that we're now hearing about and learning about have been going on for centuries, back in pre-biblical times even, if you will. We're seeing some experiences going on, but we are now a civilized society. We are now a civilized group of people with expectations and with desires to live in a safe community and to relate to people and to be related to by people in a respectful and safe manner. But that's not happening. Our Constitution has been uh, regarded uh, as irrelevant or certainly in need of change or in need of some kind of improvement by a large number of people. We're living in a society that just disregards the rights and the feelings and the uh, space of other people. We're living in a society where our world is do it yourself, do what you want, do what feels good, do what you desire to do. So long as it feels good for you, you have the right to do it. Kind of a totally humanistic society. The idea of some kind of right and wrong or morality and uh, standards of behavior are now highly questioned and regularly questioned. What we're seeing now in the political world is just one iceberg of many icebergs. And it's probably the tip of the iceberg, too. But there are many of them. Sexual discrimination, sexual harassment, sexual abuse is rampant. It's been going on. It's been going on. This has been going on for a long time. The difference is that now we are seeing people with courage coming forth and reporting these kinds of behavior patterns and what's been happening to them and their community and in their realm of influence. The Catholic Church is certainly uh, still suffering from what they have found out to be a major abuse within their priesthood. The Protestant Church likewise politics likewise businesses likewise hollywood likewise right down the line all the different areas of influence have had abuse for years and years and years but it was always covered there's always there's always a protection there was always some kind of a cover up but now we're seeing because people are more assertive and people are more independent, and people are being encouraged to speak out. We're now seeing that some of these kind of behavior patterns are being exposed. And that's probably good. It's a tough one to go through, but in the long run, this will be better. No wonder Congress has about a 19 to 20 percent approval rating. No wonder, because we're seeing this kind of behavior. And you can't blame it on Trump. You can't just blame it on Obama, either all leaders have played a role. Every time something is covered up, it's encouraged more of that kind of behavior. Every time something is exposed and brought out in the light, it encourages other people to do something similar. It kind of gives them ideas and it gives them a challenge. So it just increases it, actually. So where are we going with this? What's our society, what's our culture, what's our community doing these days? What's the church doing? The church has been... Very ineffective in addressing this kind of behavior among people within the church and people outside of the church. Not sure if the church has been highly effective at all in dealing with these kinds of abuses that are taking place across our culture. Now, recently I became aware of the teacher in Indiana who just violently uh, disregarded the Constitution of the United States in her teaching. Now, this is just another example of what's going on in our educational system. Sure, there's sexual abuse among teachers and and kids. That's going on. You see it more in coaches. You see it more in the teachers that have a lot of free time with kids, actually. But what about teachers that Just violate the Constitution. Well, let's go down to the first grade public school class in McCordsville, McCordsville, Indiana. Southern Indiana. There's a teacher there. And she became aware that her students. Now, this is a first grade class. You have to remember that. Her students were using the word Jesus. And the word God. And the word devil. Now, she was offended by that. She didn't like that. And she thought these kids were totally inappropriate in using those words. Now, this is first grade kids. I mean, this is these are sixth graders. I mean, pardon me, six-year-olds, six-year-olds. So this teacher um, then wrote a letter to the parents of her kids in her classroom. And um, this is what the letter said. You can see how stupid this is, actually. And you wonder how a person like this could even get through an educational program at at the university level and become a teacher. And you wonder how a teacher like this could even pass student teaching and go through the rigors of being credential in a state. But she did somehow. But here's a letter that she wrote to her parents of her kids. I've had a group of about five students using the word God, Jesus, and devil In conversation. The first time I had a talk about it with them, unfortunately on a different day, the conversation came up again. With McCordsville Elementary being a public school, we have many different religions and beliefs, and I do not want to upset a child or parent because of these words being used. If you go to church or discuss these things at home, Please have a talk with your children about there being an appropriate time and place of talking about it. Now, can you imagine a school teacher writing a letter like that to her parents? Now, let's just take a look at this, okay? Five students, first graders, and um, these kids are just using words that they hear at home and they hear in different ways in church or wherever, the word God, Jesus, and devil. And I'm sure none of these kids had an evil motive in their heart in the use of those words. I asked that teacher and I asked that school district, what do they do when students in that school begin to use the word God in vain and use the word Jesus in vain? Do they write letters to the parents and tell the parents to knock it off? Tell the kids not to speak with them. No, they didn't address that at all. That wasn't the issue. So apparently in that school, you can talk about God's name in vain and you can use Jesus' name in vain. But you can't use it in a conversation uh, of just using the word God by itself. Now, what about this? If a principal wrote a letter to all the teachers in their school district, and let's just kind of think about it: as every every superintendent, every principal, of every school district in America writes a letter to all the teachers in their district and in their school, and the letter said something to the effect of, "This is a school district; it's a public school district, and we uphold the Constitution of America." we ask you as a teacher to teach the very best you can and advance our students as much as possible in the course of the year but we ask that you do it within the context of the Constitution of the United States of America and that you not violate the Constitution in your teaching and we give special reference To the right of free speech and the right of religion. And we ask that you honor that as a teacher in our school district. Now, if you cannot, if you cannot teach within the context of the Constitution of the United States of America, we ask that you tender your resignation at the end of the school year. We ask that you find some other place to teach or to work. But in this school district, We are going to teach within the context of the Constitution of the United States of America. And it's up to you. If you can do that, you're welcome to teach here. If you can't do that, you're not welcome to teach here. And with special regards, and then sign their name. Now that letter should be sent by every superintendent and every principal of every school district across the United States. And I think that would set up tone. That would set us precedents. That would set a standard within education to say, we want quality education. We want quality teaching. But we want it properly introduced and properly taught and properly presented to the students and to the families of our students. And the Constitution is the context in which all teaching takes place, and you are to respect it, to honor it, and believe in it, and advance the Constitution of the United States of America, not work against it. So that's my word for the educational system. That's my word for all educators. It's my word for every superintendent, every principal, every leader within the school district. But you know? That also has implications for other industries, you know, that all industries work within the context of the Constitution. All churches teach within the context of the Constitution. You know, all formal instruction of whatever kind it might be, be done within the context of the Constitution. The Constitution is there for a purpose. And somehow we've forgotten about it. Somehow we have forgotten what it means and what it says. And we need to have our country come to the standard-bearer, which is the Constitution, to come to the pole of the flagpole of America and stand there and commit and recommit our honor and our loyalty and our commitment and our respect and our love for and our desire to advance the Constitution, and the American way of life. So I think our schools should take the lead. Our teachers should take the lead. Our leaders within the school system should take the lead and start that process. Well, anyway, hey, good to have you with me today. Thanks for joining me. Hey, you know, if you go to my podcast, I mean, pardon me, go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, booksbyhedberg.com. And I have a book there, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. And in there you'll find a chapter. I give a whole, I devote a whole chapter to the way that parents can teach their children to respect the American way of life. How to teach about the flag. How to teach about the Constitution. How to teach about the love for America and what we stand for as a country. Our pledges and our songs. And helping teachers and helping parents do that in a proper way. I've outlined that in my book, and I recommend it to you for your own reading, not just for this topic, but for a lot of different topics. There's like 70 some different topics there about how you can be an effective parent to the children in your home. It's Dr. Teach Me to Parent. So go to my website and pick up a copy of that book. It would be a great one for you. And I also recommend that you listen to my television program, Every Saturday morning, 10 o'clock in the morning in Pacific Standard Time. The title of the, tele- the television program is Dr. Teach Me to Parent. And it's on centralvalleytalk.com. centralvalleytalk.com. It's on the internet, the internet television. centralvalleytalk.com. Dr. Teach Me to Parent. 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, Pacific Standard Time. I'll see you this Saturday, and bye for now.